Welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 316. Today on the show, the main story is Facebook is back uh, after undergoing an outage, which was pretty gnarly. We're going to talk about that at length. LinkedIn is testing a new paid ticketed events service, uh, which just goes to show that the entire internet streaming, et cetera, is going to be behind a paywall before we know it. Gmail, TikTok, and Snapchat users are complaining of apps slowing down during the Facebook outage. This uh, speaks to the interdependence of the web. Uh, he's the most popular man on TikTok, and he doesn't say a word. Second most popular gentleman on TikTok uh, literally doesn't talk. Show you how he did it. Outbound links uh, to authority sites, good for SEO. If you write a blog post and you link to Wikipedia and Facebook and Twitter and CNN and ESPN.com, is that good for your SEO? Yes or no? And best SEO strategies to prepare for 2021 holiday season, all that and more on the show today. Let's start with the main story of the day, which is Facebook apologizing for a mass outage. So I speculated yesterday that it could have been an attack of some sort. I speculated that um, if Google and uh, YouTube, for example, had gone down, that there may be something to talk about in regards to what we've you know, thought about during the election cycle, this last election cycle, um, meddling of other countries in our affairs. Um, according to Facebook, and this is coming from the VP, or one of the VPs, VP of Infrastructure, Santosh Jinardin, um, he says that there was a, quote, configuration change on the backbone router. <laughs> configuration. Yeah, who knows what that means? I certainly don't know. But apparently, according to him, quote, the disruption to network traffic had a cascading effect on the way our data centers communicate, bringing our services to a halt. This from CNBC.com. All links to all articles that we reference in the show are right there in the description if you want to check out uh, that information at more um, in more depth. Uh, basically, there are a few things that uh, are relevant here. Number one, um, I don't care how big you are, you can go down, right? So Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. What's also true is financial institutions. We think that uh, money being digitized is somehow some fail safe against it being just evaporated. Um, it's not, obviously. And having Facebook here uh, go down for a day, it's the largest, excuse me, the longest stretch of downtime for Facebook since 2008. So um, at the end of the day, Facebook, um, you could uh, make a big jump here and say, let's just suppose for a moment that they were hacked or attacked or whatever. And the FBI said, you can't tell the public about this until we finish our investigation or ever. Um, and Facebook comes back with a, oh, we had a backbone router issue, cascading problem, et cetera. So is that true? I obviously have no evidence uh, at all, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me, put it you that way. Would not surprise me if, if this was some sort of foreign involvement or absolute total just life, life of being a tech giant, you know, things break. Um, it's easy to look at companies like this as um, some sort of uh, demigod-like impervious avatars uh, w when they're just filled with human beings and human beings make mistakes all the time. So um, I'm going to take Jenardin on his word here um, in regards to the uh, platforms going down and it being a router issue. We'll go with that. Why not? LinkedIn is testing a new paid ticketed events service. Okay, paid ticketed events. This is going to be everywhere all the time. Twitter is doing this. The major driver for this is, is the platforms themselves. 
desperately want more revenue. They always want more revenue and they want to achieve that revenue without being beholden to advertisers. Because at the end of the day, the advertisers are only willing to pay an X amount. And if they can get the direct consumers willing to uh, fork over money, well, then obviously they are um, happy with that new revenue stream. They don't have to worry about appeasing advertisers as much. LinkedIn earlier this bunch, according to TechCrunch.com, unveiled a new push around creators to bring more original content and engagement to its platform. But that's not the only effort they're making to bring more activity to the site. They um, are running a test around paid events, paid events. So for example, in my local region, the Henderson Chamber of Commerce has a networking event. I was willing to spend 15 bucks to go on a Zoom. It's a Zoom meeting. It's not that impressive, you know, but if you're LinkedIn and you've got some incredible speaker, um, you know, here comes one of the Obamas or Trump or, you know, uh, the ghost of Steve Jobs decides to show up um, and people are willing to um, pay for it. Well, then they're willing to pay for it. What I find fascinating is that, you know, unless it's networking, I don't really see the benefit because we have the entire Internet of information. So what what are you going to tell me that I can't go find out um, in about five seconds with, you know, a decent YouTube or Google search? So really, there's a networking opportunity here, but I think I'm not your standard consumer. I think a lot of people are willing to hear from someone live. Um, five bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks is not out of the question. I'm sure a lot of these events will, you know, will get way up there. I I, I don't know if I'm not coachable. You know, this one guy asked me, are you coachable? Because I keep talking to all these coaches and these speed networking events that I do. But uh, he... You know, he's like, I do masterminds and these people pay 10,000, 20,000, 40,000. I mean, people are forking over some serious cash for what they think are the secrets. And and perhaps for them, that is the path. Um, for me, not historically. Um, but anyway, LinkedIn rolling out ticketed events. It's going to be a revenue driver for them for sure. And really, what what are they doing? They're, they're simply just adding a revenue stream. It's that, it's that easy for them. You know, hey creators use these ticketed events we take a cut end of story um the platform itself is kind of already designed to host these events and even if it needs some work on that front it's gonna be well worth it for them uh, because of their massive massive audience so talking about the facebook outage gmail tiktok and snapchat users complained because all of those things got slowed down significantly um I like this article because it reminds us of the interdependence of all things, which is to say um, your experience on planet Earth and uh, whether or not Facebook goes down. Um, it doesn't seem like that should affect traffic, but it does. There's an impact on everything, uh, most notably with these other apps, because obviously many more people flood onto them and it really slows them down. But to think that people not being able to access Facebook didn't have, an, have a worldwide effect yesterday and into today is not, you know, I mean, there are businesses that, you know, make a decent amount of money every day from Facebook. When it goes down, they lose that money. They, you know, still now, so now today they're, they're scrambling to run more ads, less ads, this, that, um, et cetera. So the interdependence of all creation, um, if you don't like that word of the universe of the manifestation of nothingness into somethingness, there you have it. It's interconnected. He's the most popular man on TikTok, and he doesn't say a word. CNN.com. Kabane Kabi Lame, the second most followed person on TikTok at the Venice International Film Festival. Festival, Putting up his hands going, I don't know how I got here, bro. 
<laughs> LeMay is how you pronounce it. He's got 114 million followers. If you're not on TikTok, every now and then this dude will show up and he just sits there with his deadpan face and he does nothing. And, and it's a stitch. So basically you see him and you see a video and you'll pick funny videos, different videos, whatever. He's a curator of content. And the dude's got 114 million followers. He's a teen. He posts playful videos often with uh, his older sister, Dixie. Uh, Lame 21. No, I'm sorry. Lame is 21. He does it all without saying a word on TikTok. Quote, I came up with the idea because I was seeing these videos circulating and I like the idea of bringing some simplicity to it. Quote, the type of gesture came by chance. He just like shrugs but the silence didn't. I thought of a way to reach as many people as possible. And the best way was not to speak. You know, this is fascinating because his, his videos, according to this article, have a singular style. It's just what it is. Um, but uh, that's so funny. He sends a message that life need not be complicated. Look, at the end of the day, sometimes it strikes, you know, sometimes it strikes. I mean, this dude is internationally famous and he doesn't talk. Um, I feel like every generation has that sort of mime guy that does this. Um, and uh, every 10, 15 years, that space opens back up again to someone becoming massively famous who simply does not talk. Think uh, Penn and Teller, for example. Now, I would argue that, uh, uh, was it Teller? I, I don't know which is. The guy who doesn't talk. Um, you know, he's got to know magic and sleight of hand and all this sort of thing. Uh, meanwhile, Lame is just sort of, he just fell into it on TikTok, but he does have to curate. So, you know, he's got to find good content and you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Getting to 114 million followers is not easy to do. It's also got to be wild where you go, this is really working. And for it to continue to work, has got to be just sort of like a dream come true. SearchEngineJournal.com. Let's get into some marketing. Outbound links to authority sites good for SEO is the question on the table. Outbound links refer to, let's say you write a blog, it's on your website, and now you are linking to, say, Wikipedia, ESPN.com, CNN.com, somewhere uh, that's authoritative. Google's John Mueller discussing the practice of linking to authoritative sites for SEO purposes. So in 1998, John Kleinberg, according to searchenginejournal.com, published a paper detailing his ranking algorithm. So there's an authority score. Yes, we understand. Successful site in 12 months with Google alone. All right. Okay. Outbound links. Here we go. From every page, link to one or two high-ranking sites under that particular keyword. User keyword in the link text. This is ultra important. Um, this was back in 2002. A gentleman by the name of Brett Tabke recommended what I'm telling you. So basically, like you would link to, um, let's say, a, a notable uh, article about a certain kind of law. And then the, the link text would be like injury law and that sort of thing. And that's what you wanted. Um, so does giving a do follow link to a trusted authoritative site good for SEO? There are no follow links and do follow links on the internet. If you don't know the difference, one of them passes the link juice. It passes power. Um, the others do not. Um, so Mueller, the guy we're talking about today, the guy from Google, um, says, I think that this is something that people used to do, which is outbound links for, um, for SEO. Uh, way in the beginning where they would create a spammy website on the bottom, they'd have a link to Wikipedia and CNN and then hope that search engines look at that and say, oh, this must be a legitimate website. But like I said, people did it this way in the beginning and it was a really traditional spam technique. 
And I don't know if this ever actually worked. <laughs> so from that point of view, I would say, no, this doesn't make any sense. That's so funny. So Mueller goes on, quote, obviously, if you have good content within your website and part of that references is existing other content, then kind of that whole structure that makes a little more, more sense uh, means that your website overall is a good thing. That's so funny. So basically, no um, outbound links are not good for SEO unless, let's say, you get to a website and that site you know, has 20 sources at the bottom of it um, and it's a 2,000-word article about an in-depth topic and then as people move throughout the article um there's a lot of really quality links um they open up in new tabs it's sort of a reference point so the best way i could describe it is is there any chance anyone will ever come back to this article for any reason um that's a great way of putting it like if if you have an article that's so good that people will go to it it'll help them the first time they go to it and there's a reason to come back to it and it'll help them the second time they come back to it. And then they forget it. And there's a third, like that's an excellent piece of content. Now, um, whether that will be clickable on Facebook is a good question. Whether that's searchable um, on Google is another good question. Uh, at the end of the day, yeah, this whole sort of, we're going to manipulate the system to to get something to rank is, is silliness in regards to SEO. And this is just one more silly tactic. Excuse me, outbound links to authority site. Good for SEO. Ah, that's how you know we're live. Techradar.com, best SEO strategies to prepare for 2021 holiday season. Botify's Adrian Menard lays down five steps to holiday sales bliss. Oh, great. Here we go. Uh, E-commerce website vibes. Um, one, internal linking and cross-linking. So an internal link obviously is, is, let's say you write a blog post and then the link takes them to the homepage or takes them to another page. Um, if you write a Christmas piece of content, for example, a Hanukkah piece of content, a Kwanzaa piece of content, um, and uh, you link them to specific products in that page, that makes a lot of sense. Sitemaps, oh, here we go. Literally, the article says, before you start to roll your eyes at how obvious this may be, we have worked with many websites that do not have correct sitemaps. We often see sitemaps that are outdated, missing valuable pages, not set up to update or contain pages that waste crawl budget. Sitemaps can play a critical role. Okay, that, that seems pretty old school. Number three, this might be something to dive into. Structured data is a great way to inform search engines about the meaning or context of a page by providing specific bits of information, such as the author's name for an article, address of your business, or price of a product. If you're unfamiliar with schema, this is something you can take a look at. If you have a WordPress website, you can add a plugin that allows you to add schema uh, markup. If you're really good at this, you can get what's called a rich snippet. So if you search for whatever before the organic and paid uh listing our uh, results even show the rich snippet result will show at the very very top it's in a, in a box and you definitely want to rank there if you can schema markup can get you there that's um uh, using structured data and uh yeah ladies and gentlemen marketing as a foreign language 316 that's the episode we're on facebook apologizing okay we get it um, was this some sort of international intervention and do they have to keep quiet about it? Perhaps. Was it just a bumble? Yeah, probably. Um, it has a ripple effect. Uh, folks on other, um, apps and, and TikTok, Snapchat users, those sorts of things complaining about it. Why? Because the, uh, entire universe is interconnected. 
LinkedIn testing a new pay ticketed event service. Yep. Everywhere you turn, it's going to be pay to play. The ads are so obnoxious if you don't. I don't know if you have a YouTube premium or not, but without it, I can. it's like YouTube is unwatchable with the amount of ads you have to suffer through. I just pay the, the 12 bucks or whatever it is. And then there are still ads because there are ads all the time, obviously, um, in the shows themselves. Um, if you think you need to be, you know, some sort of incredible musician to make it on TikTok, the second most followed person on TikTok with over 100 million followers does not say a word. Let that be an inspiration to you. All right, outbound links uh, to authority sites good for SEO? No, not really. Quality content is. And, uh, you know, the holidays are coming. Start thinking about that holiday marketing. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for swinging by the show today. YouTube.com forward slash send it rising. To the folks who listen to us on Spotify and iTunes, hey, I really do appreciate those downloads. If you want to do me a solid, you can go back and download a bunch of the older episodes. It really helps um, with uh, us getting out there, spreading the word, that sort of stuff. Just literally the number of downloads that you're doing. So if you want to do me a solid, uh, you can do that. If you have any questions for me personally, info at senditrising.com, I-N-F-O at S-E-N-D-I-T-R-I-S-I-N-G.com. You can uh, get a hold of us. Thank you so much. Um, final plug would be that, uh, yep, I own Send It Rising Internet Marketing. Do you know anyone who wants a website, wants uh, TikTok consulting? Because we literally do that. Pay-per-click, LinkedIn ads, Facebook ads, SEO, blogging, and more. Uh, give us a ring or uh, that email that I just mentioned is a good place to reach us. Thanks so much. We'll see you for the next episode. Bye for now.